Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Arthur Motes, Wesley Eula here on Still a Nation Radio for the next three hours. Woo. Right here, Steelers Blitz, man, giving you all that content that you are looking for as we are live on the south side of Pittsburgh, right here in Mr. Rooney's backyard, looking at OTA practice number five officially becoming underway. I mean, this is what you want, isn't it? You know, when you think about that from a fan perspective mm-hmm. from a visual perspective from a we just love what we do perspective no doubt about it arthur Motes. it's going to be another scorcher down here on the south side but i have a rule in life okay oh you can't be someone who complains about the winter weather and the slush and the rain and the snow and all that and then be the same person who complains that it's too hot during summertime why not that just means you're very particular so and you I, know what you like i ain't gonna be that guy because i will take the uh, i'll take the high 80s low 90s heat all day and, uh, you know, being down here in Mr. Rooney's backyard, it, it sure beats being back in the studio. I would definitely agree with that because who would want to be in the studio on a beautiful day like today? Exactly. Regardless of how, you know, hot it may be out here, it still is a great day. But, man, I'm really excited to see this practice today, though, man. Um, Based on some of the things that we saw yesterday, now that we can actually talk about those things in a more fuller capacity, man, I was happy as heck, man, obviously seeing Deontay Johnson work out here yesterday, man. I really enjoyed that part because, to me, man, he is such a uh, just a good player. And obviously, we know there's a lot surrounding him this offseason with the contract and stuff like that. But it's good to just see him be able to get away from the nonsense and just be out here. Yeah, yeah. I no. think, like to me, that that was just a huge step in the right direction from my perspective. Yeah, it, there was certainly a uh, a boost yesterday at practice, right when. Um you know, you and I were sitting here about this time, right, as, as practice was getting ready to go. You know, they they start at 10 o'clock. We've shared this before. Moats and I are fortunate. We get to, to come out here a little bit earlier than everybody else because we have to, you know, set up our, our radio broadcast. And, no, and it, it, we only get out here early because Wes is really cool. Well, that too. And, yeah, that, that's Because I, I know some people that, you know, can get us in the building because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm the half of the show with a decade of NFL experience I mean, here, obviously. obviously. Um, and you and I were sitting here, what, probably about 9.50, 9.55 yesterday, yeah. and uh, an old number 18 comes trotting out of the, the hallway, and we both kind of looked at each other, and we were like, all right, here we go. There's your storyline for week two. It's like, I think that's him. There I was think a, that is him. There was a noticeable energy amongst the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think you understand why. You know, Deontay, while it's, it's, it is funny to say, we kind of talked about this with Alex Highsmith yesterday, how quickly in this league you go from being the young guy to being the, the, the vet, being the, having the experience, the one that everybody looks to, while Deontay Johnson's still in his rookie contract, he's the veteran in that wide receiver room. I mean, yeah. he, he's the kind of the guy that, that everyone looks to. He's the one that's been around the longest. Um, he's the one that is the Steelers' number one wide receiver, all those different things. So, yeah, so good news for the team, good news for him. Uh, we will hear from him, by the way, next week. Oh, uh, not this week. Hey, hey, not, hey. Not, not this week. Look, 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 at the, look, at the, um, look at you dropping some but, info. But, yeah, but, but next week Deontay Johnson's going to do his media rounds. So we'll hear exactly from him. And, and, and yeah. you know, because there's been a lot of, I think, speculating Very on true. both ends. What's going on? What does this mean? 
Green. Uh, the good news is next week, uh, you know, Deontay will have his opportunity as well, too, to kind of uh, clear that all out and, and get his message out there clearly as well. Which I do think is is important for him because that's one of the worst feelings, and that is very common with being a professional athlete. You don't always get to control your narrative. Correct. Because they tell you to be professional. They tell you to, hey, keep your head, you know, above the negativity. You don't always have to respond to everything. That's what people always say. But the problem with that is narratives are created because they're never hearing your side. They're never hearing the other perspective. They're only hearing from media or management and things along those natures. So for Deontay to get that opportunity to be able to clear the air in a sense, man, I think is going to be very beneficial for totally him, agree. man. Like, I'm, I'm excited yeah, no, to hear it, about that, man. Because you're right. It is, you know, and I think there can be sometimes some misconceptions there. Because fans, you know, and I'm sure some people may be listening now or listening back in the podcast or in the loop on SNR later on might be thinking, well, wait a second, Moach. You know, it's 2022. Um, athletes have Twitter. They have Facebook. They have Instagram. They, they say have, what they want to say. They have TikTok. They, they, can, have they can voice their opinion. Snapchat, all that, right? Like, they, you know, they've got the ability now to, to kind of get their own message out there. That's not the same. You know, 100, well, what is it now? 240 characters or whatever it is on Twitter now isn't exactly the same as well, being able to articulate and, and say exactly, you know, what's on your mind, what you've been going through, your point of view. And, and I will be fair because, yes, through social media, you still can get a certain level of a message out because we've seen people get messages out by putting out multiple tweets, sure, multiple absolutely. posts and things like that. And I get it. But we can all agree that there is a certain level of professionalism. There's a certain level of um just respect that we give the comments that are made when it's through social media versus when it's done traditionally Agreed. with a microphone in your face or a camera in your face. I, I do feel like we view those things very, very differently, even though it's still another form of a media outlet. Mm -hmm. We just don't respect it to the same level because it's not as professional because of the climate on social media, if we're being real about it. 100%. Yeah, no, and, that's, that's fair. Yeah, so that's the other reason why for me – Deontay going to a social media element to try to communicate his feelings, I don't think are going to, I don't think it would do it justice. Hmm. Whereas now, you know, knowing that he's going to actually get up, speak in a controlled setting here with the organization, when you think of it that way, I just think that it, it, it changes, it, it will prevent his message from being hijacked. It will prevent it from getting convoluted in any capacity. Yes. yes. And it will also just quiet the noise mm, the questions yes and, yep. absolutely the speculation man. absolutely yeah and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that i understand why they're they're you know it's his first day back yesterday you don't want to throw him to the why not throw, him, the, throw him out know, there throw him out there and throw him to the media and answer all these questions you know give him a few days get his bearings back here get uh get everything under control and situated uh and then we will hear from deontay johnson yeah. next week but yeah like i said i i i really think that there was a noticeable um, not that there hasn't, you know, not that they've been sluggish or anything like no, that in the all. first week, but I just, there, there was a, a noticeable enthusiasm, like I said, particularly amongst the wide receivers, and I think the quarterbacks too, uh, with the return of number 18. Uh, I mean, that's going to potentially yesterday. be somebody's favorite target. Come <laughs> it could on be. Now. It certainly I, could be. I don't be. know who just, yeah, but that's going to be somebody's favorite target. Maybe number eight, maybe number 10, maybe number two. But yeah, they're going to be looking for 18 regardless of who it is, and that's, you know, again, yeah, I mean, obviously, is, is from the quarterback standpoint, you, you've got to be excited because, you know, you a receiver like Deontay Johnson, while we can all sit here and argue, okay, how good is he really, and is he a true number one wide receiver, all these things. <laughs> 
Good he, is good, though. How, how about good, we say that? Good, good is good. Good is good. Regardless and of what you think he is, good is good. And I, he's I, definitely I, a really – a really good receiver. I completely agree with you, and it's it's to me, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like he does so many things well that help quarterbacks. Like his ability to beat press man coverage, I, and, I think, and I is, just beat is it, huge beat it for a wide receiver for a quarterback. Consistently yeah. beat it. I, I I'm with you, and so all all good returns. Like, in think that, about how in that hard regard. that is, though, bro. Cool. Like guys, that's that that's is, the most underrated aspect of his game. Seriously, because that's yeah. the kryptonite when you're talking about playing against receivers. Press coverage is usually where. You see, you separate the men from the boys. When when a guy gets in your face and he's able to put those Pominellis on you, yep, that changes everything. Guys that used to look fast, guys that used to look elusive, don't look as fast, don't look as elusive. Guys that used to look like you know, hey man, that hey, he a monster downfield. They don't look like monsters anymore. Exactly. But exactly. Deontay, like you said, consistently beats it. That was one of the things that was so special and unique about Antonio Brown. He could consistently beat press coverage. You you just you could rely on it. You knew that that was going to be the case. When, when you have a guy that can consistently beat press coverage, man, that that's a weapon. It is. That's it, a weapon. It absolutely is. And in that is again, that's another. That's a nice um, quarterback's best friend yeah. type thing to have. Particularly, you know, not that Mitch Trubisky's a young quarterback, but again, you're you're going to have a first time Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback in this system with Matt Canada. Um, you won all hands on deck in that regard. And Deontay Johnson, a pretty good guy to have in that mix. Yeah. And I know there's probably some listeners out there right now saying, well, hey, man, if you guys are raving and saying all these things, well, why hasn't the Steelers just paid him the money just yet? Ah. Well, it's, you know, a part of the equation, but it's not all of the equation. We understand that not just, you know, him being a good player is why he should get paid, but when you're talking about the wide receiver market, that is where the sticking point emerges because there have been other receivers that have gotten paid a lot of money who weren't necessarily as talented as that money said it was or said they were so now when you're trying to do business in the way that the Steelers do business which is really focused more so on the market value and not overpaying players because that's how you keep yourself from you know being in these very very uh, disgusting cap situations correct <laughs> you don't want to pay remember our you mantra know? you don't pay good players nah, great money not at all not at all so when you see how other organizations have paid these receivers that have not had the talent that Deontay has had or the productivity that Deontay has <laughs> there's had some wi- so there's some good wide receivers Absolutely. getting great money so now you're in this this pickle this yep. dilemma because you have yep. a player who rightfully so wants to get compensated like the market is saying mm-hmm. But then you have the suits here in Pittsburgh that understand that, hey, man, the market is jacked right now. Don't trust the market. It's kind of like the housing market in a sense. That's literally what I was just going to say. As someone who just bought a house. It feels like right now. Don't believe the hype, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. They're trying to get you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a a great example. And and you're right. You know, when he sees certain guys around the league Mm -hmm. getting the money that they've been getting this offseason, it's fair to him to say, all right, well, look at at my production. Look at my talent compared to those guys. I, I mean, in his full body ballpark. of work, body yeah. of work when you're talking short-term, long-term, even the the flaws that he's had, he still has legitimate things that can stand over top of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to bring up the jobs. We'll bring up the touchdowns. Oh, we're going to bring up this. We'll bring up that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, look at the people who's been throwing him the ball also. But then I also wonder, is that also a part of this equation? Because, Fair question to ask. Yeah, because in the past, you knew who your quarterback was. So – you never had to worry about productivity. And we knew he was pretty darn good as well, too. Right. But you knew in the sense of, hey, I know who he is. I know how long I'm going to have him. So you don't, you didn't have as many big uh, question marks, right? Whereas now, 
you're asking yourself, okay, well, who is our quarterback, number one? Is he gifted enough to keep Deontay not just being the same player but improving, Mm -hmm. taking that next step? Do we think we have that guy? If not, okay, is this guy at least going to be able to keep Deontay at where he's been at? Okay, if not, then what's next? And those are some of the things that I think the Steelers are having to process and evaluate internally as well. And I think that also is having an impact on this situation. Yeah. I mean, you'd think it would have to, right? Like, I think that that's... That's a horn. That's a really loud horn. That, that's what background. that was. Uh, yeah, that's that's the human element, I think, of all this. And I know for sometimes, uh, not sometimes, a lot of times, fans don't care necessarily about that. Um, or they just don't want to hear about that, maybe, is the best way to put it. Um but that is all, all these different things play into it, Arthur Motes. But I will say, you know, I and this was kind of a little bit of what you and I talked about yesterday towards the end of the show when when the news had, had finally been announced and broke that, that Deontay Johnson was back. Um, I, I, I like that he's here through yes. all of this. He and again, we'll hear from him next week and he'll have his opportunity to set the record straight from his end. If he's disgruntled, any of these things. He's still here. You know, if he's frustrated, mm-hmm. he's still here. Um, and, and honestly, I, th- I, I would not be surprised. I always think that's a good sign. And I was going to say, I would not be surprised if he was still frustrated, still a little disgruntled with everything that's been taking place. But the fact, like you said, that he's here, the fact that he's deciding to show up, mm-hmm. that matters. Absolutely. That means a lot. The organization takes notice to these things, and I think that that's the important part in terms of why – we're going to have a certain perception of him yeah, yeah. and, you know, just of him going forward. I think those are some of the critical things about him like that, man. Yeah. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. And and we saw, you know, we've seen this, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not calling it a hold in yet. We're way too early for that. <laughs> but we a hold in. No, we, it's not a hold in just yet, It's man. not a hold in just yet. Give us yet. some time. We, Give we'll us have some to time. wait till the end of July, early August before we start labeling yes. it that. But I, I, I think there are still ways to, how do I want to put this? State your requests. Yeah. But but while still putting your hand in the pile, contributing, being here for that, that young wide receiver room and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, and so, hey, would we have liked to have him here last week? Yes. But you know what? They are voluntary for a reason, Arthur Motes. Absolutely. And, uh, voluntary you know, means I was, I was, voluntary. I was, once, uh, I was once told better late than never. So, But better, better late isn't better? Or, or never late is better. Better late than never, but, but never late is better. Is, is it really, though? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. You're the one with the uh, the, the James Madison University. Degree. You're the one with the masters over here. <laughs> you're you're right? the one with the decade-long experience, though, man. <laughs> Jeez. Come on, bro. Don't put it on you. Bump that. Don't put that on me. Hey, yeah, better late than never, Yeah. but never late is better. You got all the answers, Sway. Come on. I think that's pretty good. I could have used that uh, when I was in college, you know, for, like, making it to 830 classes and stuff. Oh, word. Because, uh, you know, I was late a few times. No, not you. No, Better no, late no. than never. Come but, on, man. Uh, yeah. I, I tell you, it worked for Kanye. <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked for one of us. It worked for Kanye. That got to count for something. I'm glad yeah. it worked for one of us. Jeez. <laughs> but <sighs> in all seriousness, though, man, I do think, like I said, though, Yesterday was a, a huge step in the right direction. And hopefully from there, man, we could just continue to build upon this thing, man. I, I completely agree. It's, 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 you, you got all hands on deck in that department now. I think we'll be paying a little bit even more so than we already were. Attention to the quarterback, seeing how that works, how it clicks with Deontay. Yeah. 
Um, and it's exciting. Like you, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know we we've gotten the tweets every day. What's up? Is Deontay Johnson there? Is this is Stephon to it? Is he there? I know. Is you he know, there? Do you see him? I know you Steelers junkies, you you diehards that listen to SNR all the time. Um, I know when that news broke yesterday around noon that uh, that people had to be excited for sure. Dude, just think about because we could talk about how we were feeling now in the moment, bro. We were so excited; it was so hard trying to keep that thing in, bro. And we're getting tweets like "cough twice" if Deontay yeah. Johnson's a I'm practice. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm really excited. <coughs> and, and, and you talk with, some, hey, what positions are you excited? Yeah, who, right, who you want right. to watch today? Who you think I want to watch today? The dude that just walked through this door. The guy who wasn't here last week. (laughs) I'm like, man, but if I say this right now, I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm going to say the receivers. I'm really intrigued about the receivers. There's something about it today, I tell you. (laughs) Something about it. Something about those receivers. Man, I just can't help myself. Ha, 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 ha. But... Like I said, that was yesterday's excitement, man. And today, we're going to have a totally new journey, man. So, mm-hmm. definitely excited to continue that, man. But we will be getting ready to go to a break because, hey, I don't get fined. You know why? Because I show up and I listen and the rules say go to break. And it's time to go to break. So, this is Arthur Motson Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Arthur Mose, Leslie Euler, back here in the saddle, right here on the south side, covering the Steelers live OTA practice number five. Gotta enjoy it. Like Mumbo number five? Oh, Mumbo, Mumbo. Five out of nine, Arthur Motes. Man, it's so, happening uh, fast, bro. So about halfway here. Yeah, the, yeah, or yeah quick, quick, actually over the halfway quick, part quick now, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. <sighs> Still the fun part. Like we said, definitely the fun part of time right now because, once again, you're putting in that work. Mm-hmm. You're getting more familiar. You're getting more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to get this thing, like I said, in terms of the playbook, expand it more. Me and you now can talk about it because it's already happened. Sure. But yesterday you noticed there was a difference in terms of how the offense was attacking the defense. The first week it was a lot more laterals, a lot more of the timing stuff right over the ball, 5 to 10 yards, whereas yesterday they were stretching the yard more. They were taking more shots, more chances down the field, and that's a part of this progression. That's a part of them expanding offensively, and that's a part of the defense, excuse me, also starting to expand a little bit more, man, because now they are going to be working on some more of their blitzes and, and just heating things up in a sense, man. So let me ask you, right, uh, with the, like, is that all just part of the process? Like, okay, one week we're going we're gonna to keep it closer to the chest. We're going to work in maybe some more short-yarded situations. We're going to, for lack of a better term, right, try and dink and dunk this thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then the next week, all right, well, let's, we're going to stretch the field. We're going to throw to the boundaries. We're going to try and, and stretch the defense and get them off their mark. Is that part of the process? Like, is that a cognizant building upon that thing? Or do you think that that's just kind of they felt it was right, they felt it was the time, Deontay was back, okay, now we're good. Like, was that planned ahead of time, or did that just happen? To me, I feel like it was planned ahead of time. Because when you talk about them understanding, hey, we have X amount of practices, I think that they go through and they say, hey, well, on these days we want to work this portion of the field. On these days we want to work this portion of the field. And every portion of the field is going to have its certain 
special set of calls that yeah. are specific for that area. When you talk about red zone, you talk about the high red zone, which is anywhere between the 20 to 40 yard line. Right. You talk about the middle of the field area, 40 to 40s, right? All these are different calls. All these are different thought processes backed up, all right? Backed up when you're on your own, you know, 10 versus your own five. Like, those are different styles of calls. And those are all the things that they work throughout these nine practices. They say, okay, today we're going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. All right, tomorrow we're going to focus on this element right, of it. Right, And just because you're focusing on short yardage for that day, there are multiple ways to attack short yardage situations if we're being real about it. Mm-hmm. You can attack a short yardage situation laterally. You can say, hey, we're going to play beyond the sticks. That's something that the Steels were very, very, you know, known for when uh, Todd Haley was here. Third, fourth, and short, and they're throwing the ball 20 yards, 30 yards downfield. It's multiple ways to do those things, so that's why in these different days of practice, you'll see them work. Well, not they. We get to see them do these things, which is absolutely awesome. But that's some of the things. That's the thought process. So when you talk about it rolling out, I don't think it's ever going to matter which players are here or aren't here. I think it's all about them just saying this is our natural progression, and whoever is here, these are the guys that are going to get that work in. Right. Yeah, no, that that makes sense because – you know, I think you've you've shared some of that with us too, just about how um, detail oriented this whole practice, this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like they know what they want to accomplish in week one, what they want to accomplish in week two, and week three in mini camp, and then, so so that makes a lot of sense. It does, and and you know what too is as you mentioned, there's like on the surface it can simply be oh well you know they were stretching the field today. There's that that looks different. Oh you know they were they were going shorter yardage stuff today. There's a lot of ways to that to accomplish that. You know, was it over the middle with the tight ends? Were you working wide receivers? Um, so that is, you know, again, that's that's this kind of stuff that we're uh, we're fortunate around here to to get an eye on and uh, be able to to relay the good stuff down the line to Steeler Nation. Absolutely. I mean, that is why you get paid the big bucks. Huh. I mean, one of us has to here. On the Come program, on, man. Right? Come on. Come on. I uh, still haven't heard about my fifth-year option, but I'm just hoping I don't get franchise tagged. Ooh. Although it would be nice, no, no long-term security, but it would be a nice payday. Oh, it definitely would, man. All you need is a one-and-done. You know that. <laughs> Shoot, I'm just over here looking at you getting these looks, man, with your West Virginia hat on while we sit I next know, to all these right? pit players. man. You make, them, you make me get a little hot. Listen, tell them to stay Jeez, on their side. Man. Tell them Jeez. to stay on their side. I don't right? want any trouble today, guys. <laughs> no trouble. Don't, don't, don't mind my West Virginia friend. Don't mind him. He's <laughs> lost. <laughs> I ain't lost. I'm supposed he, to be here. Him just lost. You know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. I ain't lost. He went to the wrong side. You know what I'm saying? It's the fifth day in the last two weeks I've been sitting here. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right, man. But speaking of this being the fifth day that you've been out here, I've been here with you for most of those days. Ah. Any player you're looking forward to seeing today in terms of working? I mean, I feel like we should start that tradition as well since we did talk about yeah. it yesterday, man. Yeah. Um. Put the pressure on question. you today. I'm tired of you putting the pressure on me. I mean, Deontay would obviously be the low-hanging fruit because it's, it's only going to be the second time that we've Yeah, but that fruit's that too low of a hanging fruit, man. No, 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 man. That's a, that's a very low-hanging fruit. Yeah, we don't fruit. want that fruit. That fruit's that fruit um, too low. Okay, how about this? It ain't even ripe yet. Let how the fruit about get this? Ripe. You ready for this answer? Let me hear it. Whoever's matched up against Deontay Johnson, mm. whether it's Cam Sutton, whether okay. it's Levi Wallace, okay. whether it's Akella Witherspoon, whether it's somebody else. You know, because Deontay, he's you know he's he's the number one guy in the in the yeah. room. He's the most accomplished guy in the room. Um, I'd like to see who's lining up against him, how that looks, how they're doing, what the back and forth is like, all that good stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. All <sighs> right. What about you? For me, I really want to watch these D linemen, but okay. I'm not going to get that action today. We know that just yeah. based on their attire. Correct. 
You know what? I'm watching Edmonds. Okay, that's a good one. Edmonds, we didn't talk much about him. I don't think we talked about Terrell all about him Edmonds and and, uh, and was it Demonte Kazi? Mm-hmm. I, I want to watch those two guys today. Those, those will be my two focus guys. Yeah, if I, I can see what they're doing, man, because obviously they've been flashing and making plays throughout these practices. I know I've seen both of them have plays, um, create turnovers, PBUs, multiple. Me watching them. But we just haven't talked about them. I don't know right. why we haven't talked about them, but we just haven't. I, I, well, there's plenty of other shiny objects going on. There, there you know, are. Here, there so are. that's probably why. But, yeah, we'll definitely, man. Uh, those will be the guys I'm looking at today. That's well said by you, Arthur Motes. Um, yeah, we, we haven't talked to – like, we, we talked about the corners, but we haven't talked a lot about the safeties. Yep. Um, and as you've kind of laid out on the show before, you know, Edmonds – I mean, what, in, in four years he's missed one game. He's been yeah. a starter here for for literally almost every single game in his in his four years um but at the same time too that doesn't mean that he is etched in stone that he's starting or that he's playing every single snap or that he's never coming off the field and i think particularly with with the addition of your boy kazi as well too that's an accomplished dude one who's got some splash one who showed that out here last week in week one so you know what? You're right. We've talked a lot about competition at, at quarterback and offensive line. We've talked a lot about competition with the cornerbacks. Yeah. And maybe we should be having those same kind of conversations as it relates to the, the uh, free safety position or strong safety position as well, too. Yeah, I would agree with that, man, because we're definitely going to have some good competition there, and we need that competition there. And speaking of the secondary, we just found out who we're going to get a chance to hear from today. Oh, this is exciting. Ladies and gentlemen. This is exciting. We got, our, we got our guests for the day. So, on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to be talking to the new free agent corner, Levi Wallace, number 29. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. And on the offensive side of the ball, he's number 69 in the program, but number one in your hearts, Kevin Dotson. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. It just gets better and better and better. Levi Wallace, Kevin Dotson joining us at some point today, probably in that 12 o'clock around, hour. Around noon, yep. Yeah, when, whenever they finish up with their practice. Because obviously they have to work right now. They do. You know, some, some of them really have to work, and that's cool. We don't really work. We just show up. Booby Moss, you know how we do. Well, especially on Wednesdays for Come me on, on, Mo's, on Mo's Host Wednesday. It's a Mo's Host Wednesday? Man, I thought it was a West Host Wednesday. I'm <laughs> just talking. That's it. Well, you know, it, it sure – listen, Motsy, you know, you and I out here, it, it sure beats working for a living, I tell you that. I, I, I would I would definitely agree with you on that, man, without a doubt, man. But, no, I'm excited about that, though, man. Yeah, heck those yeah. Are, those are two – One from each side of the football. Absolutely. A newcomer in Levi Wallace. Former Buffalo Bill, Former Levi Buffalo Wallace. Bill, yep. Uh, a oh, guy, man. Kevin Dotson, that I think, you know, we uh, – this time a year ago – Everyone was super high on yeah. it. Didn't, it didn't go the way that he or anybody wanted last year. But, um, you know, what's that mean for him now? There'll, there'll be some some good conversations had this afternoon. Nah, without a doubt, man. We're uh, going to have Jenna Harner at WPXI on oh, yeah, at some point as well, too. She's working over on the other side of the field, but she's going to sit down with us here Absolutely, man. Too. Definitely be excited to talk to her, man, get her insight on some of the things that are happening out here. Mm-hmm. Very similar to how we do with uh, Chris Carter and Brian Backhoe, right, man. We're, right. we're starting to build up a little network here, man. Well, and you know what? We're starting to, uh, our, our friends and family list starting to get a little nice, man. It, it really is. I tell you what, though, we're going to need a bigger boat eventually with this ah, guest list. Ah, yes. You know, yes. We, we've got Brian Backhoe. Uh-huh. He's, the, he's the traditional newspaper guy. Yeah. We got Jenna Harner, you know, television extraordinaire. Yeah. yeah. And we got Chris Carter, Uh-oh. who does a little bit of everything hey, and is, is, is doing the big old uh, Locked on Steelers podcast. So we, we've got all of our different bases covered. Facts. We got the, the newspaper writing. Facts. We got the TV. We got the Facts. talkers. Facts. I like it. And we, we got the good hair. And we, Facts. <laughs> 
Checking all the uh, check, 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 man. Got it going on the way it needs to be, man. There it is. There it is. Oh, man. I tell you what. You never know what I you're going to see you out what, here, man. A freshly shaved Listen. Brian Bacco dancing past the table. Just, just living it up, man. Jamming out, man. He, lost, he lost 10 years of his I, life. I know, man. Yesterday. I almost didn't reckon. I was like, who is this young guy over here, man? Just pulling up like he went this. From, he went from 30 yeah. to 20 real quick. Had, I mean. had to check his identification. Yeah. He went from uh, 244 to 232, some, ah, might, some might say. All right, all right. I see what's going on here. <laughs> but uh, going back to. Uh, to Edmonds and Kazi, man. Like I said, for me, man, that's that's something that's going to be a little competition. I think is going to get really, really heated up, man. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it because I only think it's going to make this are. defense that much better. You know how I live, man. I love competition in any capacity. And literally, we have a team that has competition throughout. How do you not get excited about that? How do you not enjoy watching that element of it, man? And you know what, too? You're right. Like, the listen, we understand the rhyme or the reason. The quarterback competition is going to dominate the the news headlines, particularly once we get to July and into preseason and it gets really close to those games. It's the nature of the quarterback position, one. And two, we haven't had those conversations in this town for 18, 19 years. Mm-hmm. So I get that. I, I do. And we'll, we'll be doing that same thing as well, too. But you're right. Um, from the wide receiver position to the offensive line to the defensive line to the secondary – like there is, there yeah. is a lot of. There always is in these settings, but man, particularly for the Steelers this year, it really feels like there is just competition across the board. We could, we could. I mean, li- literally, name. the only spot that I don't think there's legitimate competition. No, because there is. Who's the running back number two? Well, it's true. Legitimate okay, yeah, competition good, good point, there. Good so point, no, good point. It's only one position to me that doesn't have any competition, and that's kicker. Because my dog boss. The Wizard That's of Boz, well ladies and gentlemen. That's well Shout said. out to the homie Boz, man. Yeah, he's, I, I hope he's locked in and yes. secured and ready to yes. go. He's the one I don't <laughs> see any competition. It's no. locked up. I don't, don't need, worry about I don't, it. I don't need – I mean, hey, if, if Danny Smith and Mike Tomlin want to do it, I'll, I'm all for it. Hey. I don't need any training camp practices stopped in the middle for a kicking competition, though. I'm, I'm confident in Boz. It, 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 it'll be more so just, just a, a, a showcase. Yes. And that's, you wanna, if you want to showcase my man Boz, yes. line it up. Okay. Exactly. But there's only one other kicker. There are actually two kickers in the NFL right now that I think are even, you know, in a conversation with him. That's I would it. agree. No, we – listen, it's, it's a, you and I have talked about too. It, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that you could take for granted. Absolutely. When you have it as, as well as the Steelers have. Yeah. And, uh, and Chris Boswell, you're right. Yeah, no need for competition there. Nah, I think man. it's safe to say. He got the key. He has got the keys. Well, he's like he's got the deed. Hey, talk about you it. You know, hey he, now. he's got the deed to that hey ass. Now. Hey now. Um, which is hey, and you know what too? It's I think it, it should inspire even more confidence that yes. he was the guy for a while. He had that one rocky year with some injuries and some other things mm-hmm. going on. He had to prove that he was the guy again. You remember how that situation played out? Oh, also, yeah. where everyone they, wanted where, to cut Chris Boswell every this, single though. week. Remember when they also yeah. said they said, yeah, we're, even though your money's supposed to be guaranteed right now, we are not going to guarantee it because if we do, we're going to cut you instead." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay, don't All guarantee right, my money. Yeah. Let me earn it. Let me beat out whoever you want to bring we'll in here. At training camp and then we'll when I win stuff. the roster, then you make more money guaranteed. And look at how it played out, man. He was betting on himself. Come on. And you know what? Good for you him. You know, I love, love, Good for him. love, love that, man. And I, you know what? I, from the Steelers' standpoint, too, it would have been very easy for them. Uh, you know, Mozi, I'm going to use that big word again. Uh-oh. 
it had been very easy for the Steelers to do the knee jerk thing. Whoa! And how just, did you spell that word? And bro? just cut them, right? No, absolutely would. Like man. they they had a lot of opportunities during that season, and nobody would have batted an and eye. And no one would have batted an eye. In nobody. fact, a lot of people would have been happy. A lot of people would have would have. People were that upset the that right they move. decided to keep him on the exactly. roster at the time. Yeah. So good for Boz for betting in himself, believing in himself, and and getting the the payday that he had earned. Good for the Steelers as yeah. well too. Of of. Making them earn it, but standing by their guy. No, without a doubt, 100%, man. Yeah. And that's one of those decisions that when we go back and we talk about Kevin Colbert, those are some of those things that we're talking about right there. It's 100%. like, man, you got you to, gotta, number one, have a trust in yourself that you're making the right call, that you're not, you know, allowing your heart to be too involved in it. But at the same time, not allowing your emotions to be too invested in it either. And, you know, for a long, long time, Kevin Colbert has done that and done it at a very, very high level. Yes, he has. Man. The music's it's, on, Arthur Motes. You know what that means. Hey, it's picking up out here. It's picking up it out here. It is picking up out uh, here, real, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick, just to, uh, you know, the transparency that our listeners love. Yes. There was a guy outside of the practice field, right? Can I paint the picture real quick? Go ahead, man. So, you know, it's, it's the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex down here. There's four football fields in the back, you know, for practice that the Steelers and Pitt share and, and utilize and all those things. And obviously around the fields, there's a tall fence, what, probably seven foot tall, eight yeah. foot tall it's, it's fence. Like a little, little taller Maybe than even me. a little bit taller, maybe like a 10 foot tall fence. Yeah, a little bit taller than me. That has, you know, that is essentially like blacked out. Like mm-hmm. you can't see through the fence. There's hedges on top of the fence. Like you would have to get a ladder set up yeah. to see over top of the fence. But when we got out here this morning, there was someone standing on the other side of the fence with a bullhorn, with a megaphone, protest, a, a protester. They, they, right? were, they were getting their message out. Getting some, some, some political protesting going on down here. And, and this person was claiming that they were going to do this throughout Steelers practice, right? Legally, legally within their right. They can't see anything that's going on, but they got the megaphone. You could, you could hear them. You know, when Motsi and I first sat down here, you could hear the guy on the other side of the fence. Motsi and I both kind of looked at each other, and we were like, all right, buddy. Just wait till that music gets playing. Yeah, man. <laughs> and no one's gonna be able to hear you because it is cranking out here. So, yeah. uh, we I hope he's hydrated though. We it, it's rather warm. We were we were laughing because there was a, a guy out here making some noise with a megaphone earlier, yeah. and we were like, "All right, just wait till that music comes on. Let's see yeah. where his energy's at." He kind of uh, mistimed it. Can't hear th- him anymore. When you think about it, he kind of mistimed it though, bro. He was out here a little too early, so only people were out here that he was protesting too were me, you, and Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And now that everybody's out here, now the music's going. So, yeah. Sometimes the thought is what counts, but the execution isn't always there. This is one of those scenarios, man. Gave the old college try. Yeah. But it's all good, man. Get an E for effort. <laughs> e for effort? What's that on the GPA scale? Oh, man. Come on now. There's got to be like a plus minus something. 0. 0.5? Yeah. Okay. 0. 0.25. 0. 0.25. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, man. When the music is playing, though, man. This is a beautiful part because now it's getting closer and closer to the meat and potatoes part, man, mm-hmm. where we'll actually get some of the competition stuff starting up, man. But it's good seeing these guys running around the way that they are, man. It's good seeing these receivers continue to be as dynamic as they've been because, to me, man, they've been super impressive this OTA period as well, man. I think they've all been flying around. I think that we've been seeing some really good hands catching from those guys as well, man. Yeah. And yeah. those are some of the things that, for me, man, it, it kind of got forgotten a little bit, man. Because, obviously, we know some of the, the struggles with Deontay over the past couple of seasons. Obviously, we know with Chase, with the 50-50 balls, it hasn't always been what we have liked. And you kind of forget what it was like to have an A-B-type guy yeah, or a yeah, dude yeah. Who, who just consistently could hands catch. But watching these guys out here now, man, this group, 
I think that all of them are displaying some really impressive hands, man. I, I completely agree. Um, I know you wanted to talk about the tight ends a little bit today. They belong in that equation. Oh, 100%, man. Um, and that's, you know what, this is, as you've laid out before, like this is the time to iron out those details, to work on those yes. details. If if you're struggling with, with, you know, your hand placement, all those different things in these type of settings, well, guess what? You're going to struggle in July. You're going to struggle in August. You're going to struggle in the regular season. Um, so, yeah, while it might be football 101, while it might be fundamentals, and, okay, you might be listening and thinking, yeah, I mean, shouldn't those things be buttoned up? These guys are professionals, right? They've made it. They're the, they're the one percenters, right, that, that make it to the NFL from high school football to college, from, from the NCAA to, to the NFL. Um, but you you would be surprised. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have yes. those things buttoned up in these settings. And you're right. As unfortunate as that is, you would definitely as as we be watch surprised. as we watch these guys run some routes and catch some passes yeah. in front of us. There's been there's been nothing of that regard to give me pause here. You know, through four and a half practices so far. Yeah, without a doubt, man. But I'm glad you brought up the Titans, man, because I, I do want to talk about those guys today, man. Because with that group, is very unique in a sense. So what we'll do is this. We'll go to break now because, like I said, I do feel like we're going to have a little – it's going to be one of them conversations, yeah, man. We're yeah, gonna, I don't we, want you. We don't want to rush you. I don't want to rush you here. So what we'll do is this, man. We'll go to break real quick, man. Let's do some music for us. Y'all, let's do some commercials for you guys, all right? But when we come back, we will discuss the tight end position group and ultimately how we feel about the group as a whole, man, starters and depth included. But as you already know, man, don't touch that Dallas, Art the Motes, and Wesley Euler right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, still a nation radio. Back in the saddle. Woo. Final segment of that 10 o'clock hour. Steelers Blitz, getting it in how we like to do. And for all the listeners out there, because we always pick up new listeners each and every day. Shout that out to each do. and every one of you guys. That we do. And our OG listeners, the Power Grid, the Megawatts. Hello. We miss you guys. And you already know, interactive show. So. Best way to get your thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, and whatever else in between to us. It's the easiest way to do it is hit us up on the Twitter.com, and that is at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Tweet whatever you need. Question. Which one is to look for? <laughs> Maybe you got something else on your mind. Yeah, don't tweet us what you – well, you, you can see? tweet us what you want us to Absolutely. look for. I just don't know if we can tell you the answer. But you're already assuming. We just, we just said tweet it. You can't, yeah. They could make, what if they ask, hey, man, I, I really want to know, Wes, mm-hmm. when Arthur's sitting next to you, mm-hmm. does he have sunglasses on or does he have a hat on? That's something you could look for. That's could, something you could or, tell them. Or could the answer possibly See? be both? See? They'll never know because uh. they never asked. But in due time. In due time. So, once again, that is at Body 52 and at Wesley Euler. It's that simple. Hey, questions, comments, concerns, reactions. This is what we do. You got them. Absolutely, you this is what we do. No, But, uh... Something else we do is discuss position groups, mm. break down position groups, look to see who's doing well, who's struggling, what position do we feel confident in, do we need more depth. And today, I would say, the position group that we shall discuss are the tight ends. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I mean, how could you not want to talk about those guys, right? Hey, you know what? I, I think there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to be excited about there, Absolutely. I think, for, for Steelers fans. I mean, first off, I mean, who do we want to start with? Let's start, can we start with Pat? We can start wherever you want. We got to start with Pat, it's, man. It's, it's Motos Wednesday. All right, we'll start with Pat, man, because to me, Pat sets the tone. We've been seeing it in practice. We've been seeing how he's been moving, the route running, the hands catching. 
I mean, everything that made him the second-round pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. everything that had him have the success that he had last year and all the reasons why we're anticipating him taking that next step and being an even more productive yeah. player is showing each and every day. And those are, that, that's the, the one part of the position that makes me feel extremely confident. Even at times, it might even mess up my judgment in the room because I, I just have such high hopes in him. You know what he's reminding me of, man? You think of Travis Kelsey early in his career when he was with Alex Smith. We all could kind of see that he was very talented. I know me personally playing against him with Alex Smith. I was like, yo, this dude is very, very talented, yeah, actually. Yeah. But it was just like, man, if he ever got with the guy, it could take that next step. And yeah. ultimately, that yeah. guy was Patrick Mahomes. Right. We've seen what right. Kelsey became even more so once Ooh, he got connected with him. Okay, I'm, I think I'm starting to pick up what you're putting down here. But when I watch Pat, when I see how he moves, when I think of some of the things that make tight ends difficult or make tight ends unique, he is showing a lot of those qualities he did last year, and he's yeah. showing them again yeah. this year. And it's just making me wonder, is that what is in store? Not Travis Kelsey in today's NFL with Patrick Mahomes. No, but think back, was that uh, 14? No, 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 it was what, 15? 2015, 2016 time frame mm-hmm. when it was, like I said, him with Alex Smith, man. And I could just – I feel that could be the next step for Pat Fry move right now. Yeah, obviously, listen, there's a lot to be excited about there. But you're right. You you need all those things to kind of come together. Um, the quarterback play, the off- the way the offense is schemed, um, and then obviously, you know, Pat Frymuth controlling what he can control himself and, and continuing to take his game to the next level. Uh, Motsi, we saw last year, I mean, I don't even want to say scratching the surface because at times he, I mean, he, he was doing the darn thing. But he is, he's a physical presence. He's a weapon over the middle. He seems like a guy that just has a knack for the ball in the mm-hmm. end zone. He's a, he's a huge asset to have to an offense in the red zone, particularly one. You and I, you know, our loyal listeners, they've heard us talk about this. You know, since that um, 2019 season, or sorry, pardon me, would have been since the 2018 season, yeah. the Steelers offense has really struggled in the red zone since 2019. Um, for all those things, you've, you've got to love Pat Fryermuth. I don't think it is – you know, I don't think we're being homers. I don't think we're being too hyperbolic or overreactionary. When the the skill set, the tools are there for him to become one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like if we were just basing this on our feelings, I think that would be different. But when you watch him move, when you watch him on tape in games, how he catches the ball, how he's able to create separation, how he's able to beat leverage – those are the exact same things that we talk about with the elite Titans. Those are the reasons why those Titans are considered mm-hmm. elite. Mm-hmm. And I just think that if we're seeing these things in front of us, why lie to our eyes? Why tell our eyes, hey, man, I know what you see, but don't believe it. I don't think that that needs to be the case. I think right. that we can lean into it in a sense, man, because regardless of which of these quarterbacks emerge as QB1, he is going to be a focal point of this offense. He is going to be one of their most, you know, favorite targets because that's what Titans are to young quarterbacks or inexperienced quarterbacks or quarterbacks that just aren't deemed top five. You need a tight end. You need that safety valve. Absolutely, absolutely. And I just think that Pat is that, and he will definitely thrive in that until, you know, one of these guys really emerges and becomes the quote-unquote franchise guy going forward for us. Yeah, you – I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um 
there's just like I I don't know how much for him what's the best what's the way that I want to put this in terms of like like I don't think that there's a bunch that we're still looking for from mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth. It's just what we've already seen him do to be consistent with it and to to do it at a high level. Correct. Like like again, we know that he has the hands, he has the body frame, he has the ability to score touchdowns. At times last year, he certainly showed a willingness and a prowess to be able to contribute in the, in the run game as well too. Um, you you need those things to be consistent. You need those things to be reliable. How does that all mesh with you know the the other angle I think to this too, Motsi? Um, is we expect the offense to, to look different this year, and not just because there's you know the the 18-year quarterback is is retired, but just because you know last year we know that there was you know there was a, a balance of what Matt Canada wanted to do mm-hmm. versus what Ben Roethlisberger wanted to and could do at his age, Very and, true. and just some limited athleticisms you know at, at age 39 that, yeah. that we all have right. Very true. Um, how does how does that affect the tight end position as well too? Because it's something we talked about with Chris Carter yesterday that, you know, both Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, Mitch during his time with the Bears, Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett during his time uh, at, at, at the University of Pittsburgh, they both excelled in going to their tight ends and going over the middle Very and using true. that area of the field. you got to think that helps Pat Fryermuth as well too, right? So, man, Motsi, there's there's a lot to it there. You know he's got to continue to improve in, in in the run game as well too. Like that's something that Mike Tomlin continues to to you know to bring up and everything. Can he block? Can, can he block? He block can he block? Though. That's all we heard last year. Um, but you like this guy? There's there is like I said, there is clear potential not for him to only be a, a, a stud number one tight end, but for him to truly be in that upper echelon. You know maybe where like I'm, I'm not even saying that he's going to be the next Gronk or the next Kelsey. But a guy that we view, you know, a Darren Waller type, a, um, a Noah Fant type, right? Like these guys that are clearly, they're a cut above the rest. Man, I like how you said not a Gronk type and you said Darren Waller. I'm like, bro, Darren Waller, top five tight end himself. But, but I meant like at, at his peak, I don't think yeah, he's yeah. been considered. Like, like how you, Gronk was at his you, absolute yeah. peak. You know I what I mean? Like, man, he's nice. Like, nice. He's, he, he's a top five tight end. But I don't like, like Gronk is a no doubt future Hall of Famer. Correct. That's a, a lot of people, you know. And remember last year, people were calling for Armuth Baby Gronk. And he was like, whoa, yeah. let's, because that's the whole, let's let's not compare yeah. Kenny Pickett to Dan Marino. All right. And, and you know, compare him but to, to one did, of the best of all time. He did break Dan Marino's records. Well, you know what we needed was we just needed uh, Pat Frymuth to go to Iowa, and then we could compare him to Kittle and Fant and, 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 all, and, and all those different guys. But no, you and I think too, like you, you got to love the the combination as well too. But between him and Zach Gentry, there's the good peanut butter and jelly there. There's the good yin and yang there. Those guys I think have have complementary skill sets for each other, and that's obviously going to be huge for this offense as well too. But now with the yin and the yang, twelve personnel, Arthur Motes. But now with the yin and the yang, though, do you think it's enough firepower though? Because when we think of how this offense was designed a year ago, not necessarily the play calling element, but the structure of it, it was supposed to be Pat Frymuth and Eric Ebron, right? Both who have good size, but more so have really really off the chart athletic ability yep. in receiving ability. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 were now known we like do e- not- Eric Ebron was a re- known as a receiving Correct. tight end. Yes. Yeah. I don't think many confused him as a blocking Correct. tight end. Correct. And Zach Gentry is known as a blocking tight Correct. end. Correct. Yeah. But with that being the case now, it is shifted. Now we currently just have one guy that is a quote unquote 
receiving threat. We had Zach right. Gentry come right. on, and he obviously said right. that's the element of his game that he's trying to improve and work upon. But as a whole, we haven't seen it just yet. Sure. That's sure. something we're going to have to wait until the season gets here to really see what that may or may not look like. Right. And, and you know, we, talk, we talked to Zach last week. Yeah. Um, and he was, he was you know, he was adamant with us that that's, he's, yeah. he's trying to become that well-rounded player. He Very wants to, to have more receptions and, and more viable in that, in that department. And, yeah. hey, if that ends up being the case, then all of a sudden you're in a great position. No, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. <sighs> we got to continue this convo, though, bro. We, we have to continue. We, we will do it after our next guest. Yes, because we are. Ah. Gonna, we are. Gonna, we're about to be joined by uh, by Jenna Harner of WPXI. Man, she's going to come and talk with us about some of these tight ends I as well, it. man, love and it. obviously the, uh, some of the other OTA actions and things that are going on in practice, man. So, with that being the case, man, we are going to take a break now. So, we, when we come back, man, you will hear the three of us. Oh yeah, right here. But don't touch that down. Steelers Blitz, right here on SNR. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. 